Our gospel for today is a continuation of last Sunday's gospel passage. In both gospel passages, Jesus sent out the 12 disciples to share the good news of the kingdom of God and minister to the people. In last Sunday's passage, Jesus said, you'll be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should say. For what you should speak will be given to you in that hour. In today's gospel passage, Jesus said, Do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Folks in the marketing or sale business will advise anyone who wants to be successful in promoting an idea, concept, or selling a product to discuss the benefit side and downplay the business's negative side. Whether trying to sell a car, home, or healthcare product. To be successful in sales business, you need to talk about positive and what your customer can get from whatever you're trying to sell and avoid the unattractive or the negative. Jesus did opposite in the gospel passages from last week and today. Jesus warns his disciples of the challenges and danger ahead of them. Jesus informed them of the difficulties and obstacles that they will face as a follower of him. The side of Christian life we do not often discuss is the backlash of being a Christian. We emphasize of the blessings benefit of discipleship of Christ, the forgiveness of sins, promises of eternal life, and heaven true. Though Jesus Christ himself talked about this. But today, Jesus is telling us about the hardship that is involved in being a follower of Christ. Jesus said, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they, if they call the master of the household Bezebub, how much more they call those of his household. From the early church till the present day, the followers of Jesus and the people of Christian faith has always been a target of the society because our behavior and beliefs go against the norms of the society. Why is that offensive to some people that we will proclaim the word of God? Our messages as Christians is about good news that promotes love for others 
and hopes for people. The call of Jesus Christ to his disciples asks two things of them. Boldness and courage. Jesus commands them and us to be bold. What's that say to you in the deck? Telling the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaimed from the housetop. Jesus sent his disciples out to unleash the good news in a visible and loud way so that all the world can see and hear. In our second reading from Romans this morning, we read about being united in the likeness of Christ's death and in the resurrection like his. You know, when we read this passage, when this passage is read during baptism ceremonies in our churches, we focus on the rebirth, new life in the Holy Spirit, that we are all accepted into God's family, the body of Christ, and the church. If we are in Christ, we are in new creation, and indeed, we are. Hallelujah. What about us in these tumultuous times? Are we willing to share the message of Christ beyond the, unusual, the usual boundaries? Are we prepared to proclaim the love of God in a more powerful and more meaningful ways? Will we live out our promises made at our baptism that it makes clear it is God that we are serving. The challenges and dangers we as Christians now face in these days of age, rather it place upon us to respond in specific way through prayers and worship, resisting evil and turning from sin, proclaiming the gospel seeking and seeing Christ in all people, striving for justice and peace, and respecting the dignity of every human being. Jesus does not guarantee his disciples or us that following his command will be easy, as we had this morning in our gospel reading. As Christians, we must be bold to confront all injustices around us and in our communities. Following Christ's directives, we receive grace and forgiveness. We also receive the strength and courage that Jesus is talking about in Matthew and not to be afraid. Jesus asks us to respond to the needs of the world. When powerful people or the system threaten us or others with their positions or power, we must discern what God wants us to do. And we must accept that doing the right thing will cost us something. We must discern what God wants us to do. And we must accept that doing the right thing will cost us 
something. We might lose our friendship and financial gains or be ridiculed by others. However, we cannot allow fear to keep us from doing the right thing. As Jesus said, to save your life, you have to lose it. Gun violence is rampant in every corner of our country. Yet, several laws have been written in different states that has failed to address the main issue just because folks use their position for personal, political, and financial gains, and their actions have failed to protect our fellow citizens. Most recently, school district board members in our surrounding areas, including Keller School District, have come up with rules and regulations to benefit their own personal beliefs, personal interests, and political agenda, but fail to address the issue that we benefit our children. In this time of fear and social injustice, we need to, need, we need to pray for God's guidance and what to do. Being a Christian does not mean we are not going to face the danger of the world, but we must not let ourselves be held captive by it. As Christians, we must protect the poor and the weak by not closing our eyes to injustices in our community, like the priest and the Levi in the Good Samaritan story. We are called to be the Good Samaritan and do something to help others around us. Defending others is taking a risk, but when we take that risk, in faith, it is a holy risk. To save your life, you have to lose it. To follow Christ's way, we must pay a price for doing the right thing. Jesus told us to love God with all our hearts and soul and to love our neighbors as ourselves. As each of us must decide are about these commandments in our lives. I encourage you not to close your eyes and walk by people in need in your communities. Over and over, as we read in the scripture, that God pays attention to those who are weak and poor. So, so we must do the same. When we know our God loves us, how do we not stand up when we see injustices around us? When we know how God loves us, why do we not use our positions to protect the weak and the poor? When we know how God loves us, why do we not speak out against the craziness going on within our surrounding school district board right now? This statement is part of our baptismal vow, seeking and seeing Christ in all people, 
striving for justice and peace and respecting the dignity of every human being and respecting the dignity of every human being. Jesus said to take up the cross and follow him no matter what the cost. Amen.